This podcast covers a murder that occurred in 1983. It is a true story, and while I have relied heavily on police reports and public documents, the opinions of the host and interviewees are simply that, opinions, not facts. The credibility of the witnesses and what they say is to be determined by the listener. Everyone is presumed innocent until proven otherwise in a court of law. Tell me when you, um, how long you knew Rick or when you met him. I met Rick back in like 76 at White Cloud School. I went to White Cloud. When they segregated all the schools in Grand Rapids, we moved out, moved up because there's so much turmoil. That was like in the, uh, you know, the 60s and the 70s, a lot of turmoil, you know. They had to raise war riots in Grand Rapids at that time. So me and my mom got us out. She had three kids to raise by herself, you know, because they had a dad. Rick was one of my best friends. We used to go fishing and, you know, build hot rod cars and, and stuff like that. You know, we always swung weed, you know, back in the day. We never swung cocaine and stuff and, and stuff like that. We just sold weed back in the day, you know? Yeah. Me and Rick had a party 33 days in a row. We sold drugs at the party. We'd go buy a box of uh, Olympia. They'd come in a box and it was like a little round bigger than a basketball, like a workout ball in a box and you'd pump it up. And it was like, I don't know how many, 50 cans of beer in it or whatever. It was like 19, 20 bucks. We'd buy one and start a party out, Cookman's Field or out to some field somewhere and we'd go to Howard's Hobby and tell everybody, everybody come out and put, money, put money in there. And by week two, on top of that, you know? Mm. So, it sounds like just normal kids hanging out and having a good time. Normal kids, that's all we were, you know. We really never had a fight at our party either, you know. The thing is, I got the police report, and they definitely think did it. They even have put on the car that day. Um, they have a lot of evidence against him. That's not the problem. Yeah. The problem is where, where he was buried. The problem is that there's yeah. been multiple people that have said different things about where he was buried. And in order for police to get a warrant to search a place, they have to have enough information to believe that he might've been there. And I've heard a lot of different, you know, places of where the property was. Do you remember if you even saw him that particular day when he went missing? No, I didn't see him that day. I didn't even know he was missing until the cops showed up at my mom's house. And how long was that after he went missing? Was it weeks or days or what? I think it was like a week or so ago after that. I didn't know he was even missing. And then I talked to about it, which is his old girlfriend. She went through a lot of trauma trying to find out who Rick was with and how he died. And she even went out with a couple guys just to see what she could get. That's how much she loved him. Oh, plus her heart. That's a real, that's a real true story right there. Were you aware at the time of Rick having any problems with any um, anyone upset with him as far as like selling pot or any no. deals that had gone bad or anything? No, nothing like no, that. No, 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 Bill. Rick wasn't the kind of a guy who would give credit to people. He didn't get, believe in that. He told me with cash and you walk away with your stuff. But state police, they help me all the time. I've been down to grand juries and stuff over this stuff a lot of times. And I walked out of the Nuevo County Sheriff Department, the uh, state police post, because I just got tired of, you know, 
I'm, I'm not trying to lie about nothing, you know. Just because I might not remember everything I told you 25 years or 30 years ago, you know. So one time goes, well, your memory's that good. So I just got up and locked. Well, what are they? To my house. Were they questioning you about Rick's my... Rick's case? Yeah, they questioned me about Rick. And was that? They always questioned me about Rick. How long ago? How long ago was the last time you spoke with them? Probably about seven months ago, eight months ago. Well, that's good. At least, at least they're actively investigating it. I mean, that's the thing. See, I think they believe someone knows where he's buried. They just don't know who's got that information. But the thing around the town with White Cloud was, you know, they they thought killed them, but they had a pig farm there. Yeah, I heard that. Did you hear that that Rick was fed to pigs? Huh? I heard it's been rumors around that probably cut him up and threw him in the pig, the pigs at him. And one thing that really pissed me off when the cop said this, he said, you know, we talked to senior about this, and he, the cop, he knew this was going to piss me off, so I said it. He goes, so well, some people need to be killed. He said he what? About my senior told the state police that some people need to be killed. <gasps> oh, my God. Exactly what the cop told me, but I think he knew that would piss me off. Because huh. it did. You know. See, they know, they want to catch him. They know it's him. That whole police report is basically evidence against the and not just one, but all of well, them. How come, how come they can arrest other people for not, not having a body and nothing like that? They have to have a certain amount of circumstantial evidence first. They have some, and they have Rick's blood, but the problem is that was in the car with Rick that day. He admitted to being in the, in the car. They do have his DNA in the car, but it's no, it's not useful to them if he puts himself in the car with them. He says, oh yeah, I was in the car, but I was just buying pot, and I never saw him after that. So they can't, they have to have physical evidence that backs up what all the witnesses say, and they don't have enough to go to court. If they found his body, see, here's the thing I always think of. Multiple witnesses say they saw him in that trunk, and, 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 and that's his friends, friends people they, these guys talked a lot to a lot of people they were blabbing all over town they have linked to that car to the crime and they know who did it they definitely the police know who did it the problem is is that they don't have rick's body and until they find rick's body and know specifically where he's buried it probably would never be solved you know so in the car with him they meet up with him at the high school a parking lot and buy some pot okay so they got statements from both of them it appears that was truthful and told him exactly. We got some pot, then he dropped me off, and then he left with Junior. Basically told him he dropped him off at some service station uh, um, in town, and then that's the last he saw of him. But there's a whole story about how um, he met up with later in the day, and um, there may have been an argument that ensued. He shot him in his car, and eventually what happened is he put him in the trunk drove Rick's car, which is not very bright. I mean, everybody knew that car in town. Drove his car to the baseline property and then showed his brother and someone else the body. And then they left to go get rid of the body, and there were other people involved. Apparently, someone with the last name of was involved in maybe disposing of it. Yes, yes, that's the first name, yes. So he apparently was friends with um, now the, I don't know. I, I really don't know that. I really couldn't say I know for a long time. I never saw him with nothing. I don't know that. Yeah. I would say that's a false statement right there. 
You think? I really don't. I I, re- I really believe. I don't think <laughs> gonna be a friend with. So you don't remember them ever being friendly? No, they're different. They're a lot. Um, a lot younger than us. Was the same age I am, fifty nine probably. Um, you know, his people had money. I, I doubt if he. Well, there were two. There were two brothers. One was friends with, and one was friends with, apparently. Uh, and some there were other people that said something about how Rick asked someone, "Can I trust?" And they said, "No, you cannot trust." Because it's there. Are a couple people had stories that he was going to go in into some deal with, and he was trying to, I guess, thinking about it. He wasn't sure, and I don't know what what the deal entailed. But basically, did this to take his money in pot is what he did. He got pissed and he took it. I think he was jealous of Rick, is what I think he was. I think he wanted to be the like dealer, you know what I mean? I think he wanted to do that and not not Rick. And so I never knew that dude so dope. I never knew he was, he was not in the ring I was in. No, he, he was a small fry. Yes, I agree because the police, everybody knew who the dealers, local dealers were. Everyone knew that. I mean, there were the, like he sold. Everyone knew that uh, Rick sold. I I knew names of three or four people that sold. So the the, the local actors were well known. I think he mostly bought pot and he kind of wanted to sell, but he wasn't like you know he wanted to be like a gangster. I think is what he wanted to do, and he wasn't that. He was yeah. just like you said, a small fry, and it pissed him off. Was Rick the type that if he was pissed at you, he would say something to you? Yeah, he'd fight in a second. Yeah. You wouldn't take no shit from nobody. Not for. I'll tell you that. Yeah. He wouldn't worry about He wouldn't. He wouldn't worry at all. And I don't think he expected what happened. I don't think he expected that would pull a gun on him and shoot him in a car. You know, he didn't He didn't expect yeah. that. But there was a reason why they met up again later that day, you know. He you mu- know, I always wondered why his little brother, every time I walked in the pub and I saw his back, he was always scared. I could see it on his face. He was always really scared. He was. As soon as he saw me, he was scared. Let me tell you, he, he always said that. He's the key to this. If he would, if he would man up and say something, he knows what happened. I think he knows where he was buried too. He may have even participated. I don't know. I do know for sure he saw Rick's body dead because he told that to people over the years. He saw him in the trunk. He was crying. He was upset. You know, I mean, his brother dro- drove Rick's car into his dry into his home. He came to get a shovel. He was going to go take Rick away. So he knows what happened. He could, he could, but he, well, he won't talk to police. The thing is, is it won't probably get solved if, unless his body's found. And that's what I was trying to maybe shake out a little bit, is if there was anyone else that police haven't spoken to that has firsthand information. You know, if there was anyone else that yeah. that knew. So they, that's going to be hard, but. You know, I'm going to get a hold of because I'm going to ask her if she ever saw that guy come to Rick's house, his trailer. I've never saw that dude around Rick ever. He come up missing right on my birthday, August 11th, <gasps> around August 11th. And the cops knew we were going to have a big party. And I was working, and um, I was working for utilities, I think, at that time. And um, I don't know, uh, we were going to have a party that weekend. Well, he never showed up. I didn't know where he was at. Aww. You know, and then all of a sudden, Dick Miller, state police, come to my door. Which was a really nice guy. Yeah, really he, nice. he is. He's really a nice stand-up person. Yeah, I've, I've talked to him before, and he I've covered some of his other cases. He is a really nice guy. And let me tell you, he's worked his ass off on this case. If you knew this the... This le- case that he wanted to solve. 
He did. He absolutely did. And he busted his ass for years. I mean, if you knew all the little things he did back and forth, and he even sent it to the attorney general when the prosecutor locally wouldn't take it because he didn't think they had enough evidence. See, Who here, was that? Kevin Drake at uh, that time? Yes. And, and he had a couple cases that he wouldn't take. But the thing is, he's right. If he doesn't think he can win the case and they take it and they lose, they can't try him again. So there's no point in trying him unless they know they can win. There's no point because then yeah. they can't go back and do it because of double jeopardy. So he made the right choice. And knowing that the cops are still asking questions, that gives me hope because that means that they really are thinking, all right, this guy's getting old. He ain't going to live very long. Once he dies, they may be able to get onto that property. But the thing is, it's a private property and they don't have any way of searching it unless they have someone that comes forward that says, I know he's buried there and I have firsthand knowledge. It can't be hearsay. And most of this case is hearsay. It's one person saying, I heard this. I saw this. I did this. And the only people that really know, um, um, there are a very small amount of people that have firsthand knowledge, and those are the people that aren't talking, that won't talk to police. And so that's the problem. That's why the case is not solved. They could bring this case to trial, and that's why they're still asking questions about it. If the right person comes forward and says, I know where he is on that property, and gives them somewhere to look, and gives them enough so that they can get a search warrant. They just don't have that yet. Oh. That's where it, why it's where it's at. Yeah. So that they know who did it. And the thing is, and it's terrible, it's a horrible thing to think of, but if, if, they, if he was buried, they could still find him. They could still find him because, th first of all, think about his glasses. That's, those are, are going to remain. And if they buried him with his glasses, those glasses may be the thing that identifies him, other, you know what I mean, other than remains. They, they, they know exactly what he was wearing because some of the people that saw him— Was another coat? Um— Hat. I don't know if they. Yes, that that was the thing that one of the things that that multiple people said he was wearing that day. Since I've talked to you, I kind of opened my eyes up to this talking to the police. I really never wanted to freaking talk to him, you know. I I never did. I never really, you know. I told him, you know, I I don't know what happened, so I really don't, you know. Yeah. I really don't, and he was my best friend, and I was his best friend. And he never told me, and I never knew he was with I would have never tolerated that. Do you think he didn't tell you that because he thought you wouldn't like it? I wouldn't like it. Well, tell me what kind of questions they were asking you at the grand jury. You know, it's, it's kind of funny about, you know, Rick had money. He used to stash it behind his parents' house on a crick. He had a bunch of money stashed there. And and uh, and what really makes me mad is they said, well, "Would you ever go look for it? Why would I go look for it? I don't care about that shit. I'd rather have my friend. You know, that stuff right there really pisses mm. me off when they ask you, why didn't you go look for it? Why would you look? I don't want to go look for it. Oh, I'm you know what I mean? I'm sorry. I didn't even. You know, I don't want to go look for that shit. I want my friend back. Yeah. I'd like to have somebody that killed him punished. Yeah. And see, cops don't think of it that way. They're not like a, like an average person like me who can understand the emotion. This is your best friend. You're upset about it. You don't want them asking you stupid fucking questions that irritate you. But to them, yeah. they don't they don't know how you're the emotional side of it. They just are trying to ask the questions. So what but what were they? Why did they bring you? What information did they think you had that they brought you to the grand jury? I, you know, they didn't really they, they didn't really they asked you how what, what they wanted to know is mainly the cycle, the circle that I was in. The dope dudes they had the dope, the money, 
they wanted to know more about that than solving Rick's case. They just want to go bust the rest of them. That's the way I looked at it. Here's the you thing. Know? They were probably shocked that you didn't, They maybe they didn't believe that you d that Rick never told you he associated with because they have proof that he, he never did. That's the thing. So to them, that didn't make sense. To them, they thought, this is your best friend. Why is he not telling you? They're not getting in their head that, that, that you would not have approved of that, and so Rick didn't tell you. They didn't. They weren't yeah. thinking that. They weren't thinking about the emotional um, friendship aspect. They're thinking about the facts they didn't know about the case. Of course, he should know who his friends hanging out with is what they're thinking. You know, they're not thinking, you know, how normal people interact and how Rick would keep something from you if he thinks you were going to tell him. That's bullshit. Don't do that. Don't hang around with these people. You know. And I I didn't know. I really never knew he did. And uh, I'll tell you the truth. I never knew he was with. And I was thinking when they said that, I go, man, this is. I don't even know this guy. I know his dad a little bit. You know, you know of his dad a little bit. But that's it. I don't really know him. But I'll tell you, his little brother gets scared every time he saw me. You know. Well, now you know why. Because yeah. his little brother is one of the people that would have information. Now, I'm not telling you that to tell you to go do something stupid because I don't want you to get yourself in any trouble. You've now got him. I got a family and stuff. That's, I can't do that. That's right. But if I was 30 years younger, I would do that. I know, but don't. It, you're helping right now. You know why? Because we're gonna, I'm gonna, in a few months, I'm going to put a podcast out and people are going to start talking about it again. And so maybe with 30 years under their belt, someone will get some balls and say something that has some information. There's a very small amount of people that have that information, though. That's the problem. Yeah. So don't go That's doing anything crazy. It's always bothered me that they thought because I, not one time did I ever see him around Rick. I never heard Rick mention his name, but Rick was a secretive guy. Maybe he was trying to do something he didn't want people to know about, even me. Well, you know? think about it this way. He may have just started sort of a relationship with them. He was maybe feeling it out. The other thing you have to remember is there were a lot of people selling drugs in that area and all intertwined and all that. Um, he, you know, who knows why he didn't tell you, but he probably, I suspect that he probably knew you would not approve and you were his friend. And so he thought, I don't want to hear, I don't want him to give me any shit. I'm just going to do it. The more think of it, you know. And that car when I met Rick or whatever and you know was a friend of my family's in Rick he knew Rick because Rick would be around me and Rick would be around me too and that I don't know if that's how got in it through but I never knew about well ever. that's probably exactly how it happened and he doesn't know anything because he was dropped off by Rick that morning, and that was the last time he would have seen anything. So he knew anything. He would tell me. I cornered him about this before. He says, "I swear to you, I'm looking at you. I swear to you, I, I don't know if he killed him or what." He laughed. I don't think he does. I think he was cooperative with police, as far as I can see. The only people that yeah. weren't cooperative were the and um, the that may have been with that night because that might be the guy to get to squeeze well that's exactly you're you're much more well versed in this lifestyle than i am <laughs> i'm yeah, just a mom you know what i mean yep and i think the police know that they know the people that they need to target and so i bet they're working around the outsides trying to get people in their circles to put some pressure on them maybe you know i mean that's really the only thing they can do but you are absolutely right you've hit the nail on the head yeah. it was only a small amount of people that knew and, and see, that's the thing. The reason why this has been so hard is because Rick wasn't 
wasn't telling you guys what was going on, but I think he sensed that there was he he had made a mistake in getting involved with him, and I think um, it just culminated that day, and that's what happened. I think he because they asked me about cocaine too, and I go, nah, we never did no cocaine at that time. We never sold none. We sold acid, THC stuff like that. You know, weed, hash oil, and stuff like that. That's what we sold. We didn't sell cocaine. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that um, because there were all different kinds of drugs in the area, they were probably, like you said, trying to just sort of sniff out who was selling what and what was going on. I think you're probably right is that one friend of y'all, of yours probably was the was the one that um, how kind of snuck, got his way in there. And I don't it may have been that they weren't even associated for that long. I think he might be. It could have been the first time they ever made this business. Hell, it could have been. You're right. You know what I'm saying? I, That's what I'm... Yeah, the more I think about it, he would have told me. He would have said, he said, do some deals with and stuff. He would have said something. Because he would always say, Stephen's going to do something with, you know, going around and get this weed from this down here. going to go get this weed from there. He never would say how much or nothing like that. But I just, you know... Were you? Do you think that you were, you were privy to most of the people he was dealing with? Like, you think that... that um, he did kind of tell you a lot of the people that he was dealing with. Yeah. So it, yeah, pretty much everybody around White Cloud and the way go and stuff like that, you know. And you knew uh, his. You knew. Did he have any other suppliers except that you knew of? No, he only dealt with. The last time I saw him and his wife, we talked about it, and he was breaking down. Him and his wife. That was at um, a bar in Grand Rapids called. Um, yeah, and Rick was supposed I, to come I out there that. Um, the, the, uh, Rick, he had seen Rick a couple days before, and he said Rick owed him. I mean, he was honest with cops too. They said, "Listen, we don't care about the pot. We're trying to find Rick. We hear that you're his dealer." And basically, he said, "Yeah, he owed me four hundred bucks." And he was he had been out a couple days before, and he was going to supposed to be coming back. They thought he was going to be there that day to to pay him back. And Rick was in Grand Rapids, so either he was sort of um, not able to pay him back that day, and he didn't stop by, or he or he got uh, you know something happened to him before. You know, do you think that, that hey, I got this much money? I got somebody that's gonna that's gonna give me the other money way here at uh, uh, Riverside Park where I go get the money. I think I think from what I'm getting is got a hold of him probably in Grand Rapids because back then there weren't any cell phones, right? You guys did you even have beepers? Correct. You no. Have no beepers. Okay, so then he would have to have tracked him down. So I think somewhere either Grand Rapids or between Grand Rapids and heading back to, to to there, he either ran into him or got a hold of him. And because he had seen him already that morning, right? So this is the second time of day he would have seen him. So there was something. Right, then he would have made a deal in the morning time. They would have made the deal in the morning time and, and said, hey, you have this much weed and this much cash, and I'll meet you at this spot. Oh, that you makes know sense. What I'm <gasps> you know, it, it could have it could have been so. The more I talk to you, the more I'm thinking of how he would have thought. Yeah, see, I didn't. I would have said, "All right, in the morning, okay, dude, I'm gonna be here at, at one o'clock in Grand Rapids to get the cash, and I have this much weed, and you wait, and I'll go get the other weed." Well, he never made it to, to pay him off to get the rest of the weed. Oh, that's what you, happened. Do you understand what I'm yes. saying? Yes. Maybe that's how he. 
That is, well, that makes sense to me because if there's no way to get a hold of someone and you have to actually physically, you know, flag them down as you're driving past them or something or run into them, it makes sense that they were making that deal in the morning. So maybe he said, I'll meet you in Grand Rapids at so-and-so time, you know, and and meet me here or whatever. Because maybe Rick told him, I have to go to Grand Rapids later today. And he said, well, okay, I'll meet you wherever, you know. And But I don't know if there was anyone else in the car when it occurred. That's another thing I don't know. I'm not sure. Um... I don't, that, it could be, I'm not sure about that. Obviously, whoever was in the car with him is not going to speak up. Um, but it would have, it, if it was, it you know, that they would have first-hand knowledge too. But he didn't have anyone with him when he drove the car over to the baseline property afterward. Had you ever been on that property back in the back? I've been to the house of my older brother because senior was a drag racer from down by Detroit and stuff, where they're from. Huh. Detroit area or something they were from down south and he drag raced he had a uh, um, little Vega with a big block Chevy in it stuff they used to drag race so that's why I went there with my older brother one to talk to Mr. and was this before or after Rick disappeared oh it was way before way before hmm my brother would have never my brother passed away but we would have never went there if I would have known he yeah. You know, the more I think about it, the more I think, you know, I know that Marv did a lot of murdering and suicide, you know, killing around the white, you know, all over the place, you know, people known it for years, you uh-huh. know? Yep. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. I'm doing a season on, on the Rachel Timmerman thing and Gabriel and John Weeks that's still missing. And um, I've been researching that as well, because here's what happened. When I first put out a thing on Facebook about Rick's that I wanted to do Rick's case while I was waiting for the reports. I had a couple people say, you should check and make sure it's not related to Gabriel because that man killed people and disappo- you know, disposed of them and they disappeared. So some people were wondering if Marv had anything to do with it. But uh, yeah, I, I, lo- I think that was another reason why people may have not come forward because that situation happened after the Re- Rachel Timmerman murder and the, and the Wayne Davis went missing and John and even a man from Grand Rapids named Robert Allen. Um, I'm covering those on my podcast, too. But that happened after Rick. And I think it sort of sort of got in people's heads and then they sort of associated anything that happened bad with him. And rightly so, because yeah. he was kind of a, you know, uh, he was a mess. And so um, that was the problem, I think, that people weren't sure what happened. Nobody ever came to me and said, I think it was but you know what? Three or four people came to me and said, I heard that it was he was on that baseline property. So I focused in on that property and I kept thinking, what is Rick's association with this? And then when I got the police report, I learned it is that bought pot from Rick regularly. He was with him that day. And I think Rick was considering some sort of deal with him. And I think you're right. I think he wasn't sure that he should even be dealing with him. He asked somebody if he should even be dealing with him. He was uncomfortable. So he should have he should have listened to his that, that voice in his head telling him, don't do this, don't do this. But he didn't because he probably just, you know, when you're young, you don't think of, you know, that sort of stuff. No, you don't you think, think you're invincible. Exactly. You don't think someone's going to pull out a gun on you, you know, because he is a named suspect. They're not even iffy about it. Right in the report, it says he is the one responsible for this murder, period. End of story. No questions about it. They just have to collect the information to make a case. And there's obviously they're still trying. I mean, that should give you hope. They are trying to get justice for your friends still, still trying. And that's, I mean, we're talking decades later now. It's been a long time. They can't get a warrant to search that property. I don't understand that. Well, if says no, they can't 
not until someone comes forward with firsthand information. See, hearsay is not enough. They've got plenty of hearsay. They have plenty of people saying he brought this, brought Rick up onto this property. He drove his trans end up, up here, but they can't. Well, that's... Why didn't the cops ever ask me over all this year, the grand jury and everything? Why didn't they ask me? Do you think Rick would let somebody borrow his car? I would have said never in a lifetime would he ever let somebody drive his car. But that's still not enough. Never. That's not enough. To, uh, that's, a, that's a small piece, but it's not enough to get a warrant. They have to prove that they have um, credible information to know that Rick was disposed of there because that's what they're searching for. They're searching for him. And in order to search for him, they have to have credible information that he was disposed of there. But according to all the witnesses left with him. He left the property. So either they're lying and he is because they, they searched a property in Broman that father used to manage for the forestry service. They searched it five times, five, because they had multiple people saying that they heard say he was he had buried him out there on that Broman property. And they could get that because it wasn't private property. So they have they busted their asses to go to every place that was possible, but they have not been able to get onto the baseline property. That's the only one. Yeah, I forgot that he worked for the forestry. Yep. And so, and that's why they so searched every, that one. Every two track, every swamp in Nuevo County. That's what they're up against. You know what Nuevo County's like. I mean, even from the Gabrion yeah. trials. Sadly, it's easy to, to hide a body forever in places like this, especially if you use water. But I'm hearing that 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 he buried him out out in the back of that property way back. There was a lake that they it's not a lake that would be on the map. Apparently they had um, excavated sort of a pond lake type deal back there, back on that property. And he was buried back there. But none of the witnesses, none of them, even the hearsay witnesses um, say that he buried him back there. All the all the witnesses say came, got the shovel, showed the body to the that were there, and then left. Unless those two are lying that he left, because he did tell them to shut up and not talk. I mean, he scared them. That's why no, they're not talking still to this day, which I can't, you know. So, I mean, I think they're prepared to keep working on this case. I think that they are prepared. And so I do want you to know that. I don't I know you that you have a bad taste in your mouth about this, but I'm glad you you like Detective Miller because I will uh, I will I like that dude. I I tell him anything. He's he's a straight up dude. You know, he treats you like a person. He he's not trying to he's trying to get information. He's not contradicting you on anything that you say like the young punk cop did. And I said, hey, get, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. And he went and opened the door. I said, open the fucking door and stay police post. Open the goddamn door. And that was... And dude opened the door. I was so pissed because he tried to belittle me. And I didn't... I'm, I'm coming up on my free time. My time. Come driving all the way to the Lego to talk to you people. Finally, they come to my house, you know. But he wasn't there. But Mr. Dick Miller, I have a lot of respect for him. And I wish that they could solve this case because, you know, he deserves that. He does because he, he put a lot of work into it. Hundreds and thousands of hours in on the case. Yeah, he did. And a lot of other cases in the area. He worked on the Gabriel case real hard, too. He, he's a real yeah. good detective. He's retired now. Did you talk to this younger guy recently then, within the last seven months, you said? I, maybe it's a little longer than that. Maybe in the springtime or last spring or some last summer. So it's probably a little bit over maybe a year now. And I'm trying to think when I went off to Nuevo. Because my wife and my mother-in-law get paranoid because my mother-in-law was there one day and that young cop goes, well, we heard that you're a murderer. You kill people. 
Who do they think? My mom, my mother-in-law almost passed out. I go, I never killed nobody, man. I might shot somebody in the mouth, but I'm not gonna kill nobody. Who were they accusing you of killing? Nobody. They, they just people running their mouth, you know. Oh. Because my friend Joe's nephew got murdered up there. Oh my God. Joe, they killed him and his wife when they were in their house. Shot oh. him in the head. Did they oh, find God. out who did it? They did catch that dude, I think. Good. That was part of a. Uh, one of the game brings cousins or something killed them. Oh my god. Oh, well, I think kind of something. I know it was something they, they extradited somebody back, him. I can't think of his name. Uh, Wilkinson or something like that extradited him back from Texas. Dear Lord, that's. Whew. Well, yeah. I think that. I think. I honestly don't think that anyone was taking into account how affected you were by your friend's death. I think that they thought you were lying because you didn't have information about the and they knew it was the involved. So to them, they're thinking, well, this this little shit's lying to us. And we, so there, maybe that's what the whole thing was. Now talking to you, I have a whole different perspective on what may have happened that day because you, his best friend, didn't even know about him dealing with I asked about that. I said, you know, he was a f***ing wrong. I called him. I never knew he dealt with I didn't know that. I, I actually did not know that. Well, then that probably means that it was a newer relationship. I have seen nothing to suggest that they had anything or deals or anything going on for a long probably something that was that was just new and he had, didn't say anything to you. And he may have eventually said something because he did... I think he, I, I read in... As far as pulling a lot of cash out, Rick was really slick on that. You know, he didn't pull a lot of cash out. No. Hmm. Did he carry... How did he carry it around, do you know? Yeah. You know, he never carried it in front. He had one of the train Harley Davidson's chain wallet. That one in your back pocket, and you hook the chain to your belt loop. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how he carried his money. Okay, so he didn't have like a... Uh, a case that he carried it in or anything like that. What about the pot? What did he carry that in? Put it in a bag. <laughs> That's how you can tell he's not like some big time <laughs> big time guy yeah. who just sold it out of his car. Bless his heart. Well, I'm yeah. glad I'm really glad I got to talk to you. I don't want to keep you any longer. Well, I'm gonna talk to a couple other of my people and give me your number. As you can imagine, not as many people want to talk to me on the record about the Atwood thing because it's, people are nervous. They don't know, you know, when you don't know what it is, you're you're nervous about it. But I'm getting more and more people now. So, and I'm really glad you talked to me because getting to talk to his best friend that's important. You know, it, I, it's clear that it, he meant something to you just by talking to you. I can tell that. He did. And so that He's I, my friend. He's like my brother. Yeah. And so I, 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 that'll help. Having people to be able to hear that, hear you say that, is going to make a difference. I think it'll make a difference. Because that sort of thing is what sort of tugs at people's hearts and makes them think, maybe I should say something. You know, maybe I should, I knew this, maybe I should say something. And that's the whole point of the podcast, to try to get more people to come forward to help police be able to get what they need to, you know, put his ass in jail. Stay tuned.